Welcome back to another episode of Buffs and Nerds, your favorite video game podcast with me, Andrew Lanza, and the co-host with the mo-host, Sam Hall. How you doing, buddy? Andrew, I am rolling. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad. I am not actually on drugs. I am doing fine. It's good to be back. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, we're kind of like a bit of a a phoenix rising from the ashes uh, i like to call it a winter hiatus we took a winter hiatus yeah that's yeah, what this was yeah I was, I was i was in my winter home which is which is also just my regular home mm. um but yeah it's like we 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 did like a full heal we're like back to mm. you know 100 percent hp so many lemon water cleanses yeah yeah i i was doing doing some some ice water baths and shit very scandinavian i didn't do that my my, my one <laughs> wait why are you like no wait no no i didn't take ice water baths i mean you don't, I, I don't know i don't i don't want to i don't, don't want to why you're so there. aggressively I, going like no no wait wait i don't want people to think about an ice water bath person i don't want i don't want to lie about it i don't want to be known as the ice water bath guy and i've never never taken one in my life All actually right, i think fans. i think maybe once when i was like a kid i had i think i had like a high fever and like i like had to take one I remember that. That's that, that's like a that's like a deep trauma memory. Yeah, I feel, I feel if we continue on this, we're going to start unpacking things we don't want to unpack. So, uh, congratulations on having that, a that's bath why I do this podcast time. to like unpack past traumas. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what this. I don't know what, this is this no, is no. I get it. I get it. It's very cathartic for me too, and I love the sound of my own voice. So it's great. I get to talk a lot. Then later, I listen to the episode and listen to myself talk a lot. It's fantastic. It's. It's it's good. It, it's good for the ego. Mm. But having said that, we're back. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to start off talking a little bit of, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of uh, old news now of the uh, uh, recent, not so recent uh, acquisitions uh, of uh, the, uh, the Microsoft acquired a bunch of companies. And then we'll talk about also how Sony uh, acquired Bungie, uh, famously makers of the Halo and Destiny series. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of what we've been playing over this little hiatus, and then we'll uh, jump into the meat of the episode, which is, sorry, Boyan, review of Destiny, the Witch Queen, which dropped, uh, I think, about a month ago now, or what, what was it? Was it? It was uh, three. You know, was it, it, was, it, it might almost have been exactly a month because it wasn't like two twenty two twenty two twenty oh two, and we're recording this right. on three twenty two twenty oh two. Right, exactly. 20, so exactly a month 22. ago. Exactly a month yeah. ago today, yeah, yeah, because this is reset today. So yeah, so we'll talk about that, our thoughts on that, and uh, drop a little review. But anyway, so yeah, so we'll uh, we'll jump into it. Uh, so yeah, so I guess we'll talk first about the Microsoft acquisition. For me, this one, I mean, obviously it's big news in the video game industry, but it didn't like resonate with me a huge amount just because I'm not a like I've never first of all I've never owned an Xbox. Also, like I'm not on Game Pass. And also like the the acquisition, you know, Bethesda and all that stuff. I'm not huge into those games. So I'll, I'll throw it to you. Maybe if you want to give everybody just, I mean, I did a brief overview, but if you want to do maybe like an overview of the, the Microsoft acquisition and then we can talk about it. Well, one thing that people have to realize is that they didn't buy Bethesda directly. What they bought was Xanamax Media, which is a holding company for video games, basically, like an investment holding company, I believe. So they didn't just buy uh, Bethesda Studios, though that is the biggest by far of the studios they bought. They also course, bought yeah, id yeah. Uh, through Xanamax, and they bought Arcane, makers of the Dishonored series, uh, and then and like Alpha the candy, Dog, and like Candy hmm? Crush and shit like that. 
I, I guess so. I, I sort of only went through the studios I recognized sort of thing. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's a big purchase. Uh, it's a big event in the thing because it starts making or well brings up the possibility that uh, Microsoft is going to insist that Bethesda releases start having xbox exclusivity whether it's timed or complete now they're probably on a purchase this size bethesda is a big enough game maker that they have a bit of weight to throw around they don't have to just go okay you bought us cool we'll do whatever you want i suspect they probably do have some notes in the purchase contract i am not an economist though i do read the economist i just thought i'd mention that Shoutouts to The Economist, the conservative European uh, newspaper that I don't really agree with politically. Warmongers. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're against uh, the war in Ukraine. Well, Anyways. They're warmongers. Um, okay. Uh, but, yeah, so it's it's an interesting purchase. Now, I think Bethesda, like I said, is big enough and large enough a publisher that they can kind of say, okay, we don't want to do exclusivities. That can't be part of the deal. But again, they're not the ones who got directly purchased. The contract is more of Xenimax Media. So Xenimax? I can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, So it'll be interesting to see in the short run what happens with the releases. Bethesda really only has one big release on the horizon, and that's uh, Star something. I I just had the name in my head a moment ago. You ever have that happen to you? No, Star Citizen is just... We could do a whole episode about the, the, oh, right, the yeah, nightmare Star that is Star Citizen. Yeah, right. uh, Star, Starline? Star, oh, God. Do well, I they really also have, have the new this? Elder Scrolls, but I mean... Uh, that's just uh, like... Uh, there was like a mountain announced about that. Starfield. There we go. Starfield. Um, so that's... Yeah, and, uh, the Starfield game is coming out in this uh, fall winter. Uh, assuming there's no pushbacks, which there may be. So I suspect that one will be untouched because at this point they probably have the publishing and the uh, porting versions like ready to go. So there will be a Sony version. There will be a, an Xbox version. There will be a PC version. There will not be a Switch version. Um, but it'll be interesting to see in the future what happens with that because Bethesda is one of like the largest publishers of AAA titles in gaming, especially PC, Xbox gaming. So it, it, I, I see it as a, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it's more money for Bethesda, which allows them to commit resources to updating. Well, first of all, they got to update the Gamebryo engine. It is old. It, it looks tired. I want to see what it, I believe it's powerfing Starfield. I don't think they went Unreal 5. Uh, so I'm kind of curious about what that's going to look like because, quite frankly, Bethesda has this thing where they they make the technological changes and create an engine version, a version of their Gamebryo engine. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Gamebryo is the name of their engine. And then they sit on it for like half a decade to a decade, not really doing much with it. Like if you took, uh, I think it was Oblivion came out in, I want to say, 2005, six. And then if you look at Skyrim, yes, Skyrim looks better and there's some improvements, but it's not that dramatic a difference considering almost a decade. Well, I guess at that point it was only five years Skyrim came out in 2010. Um, sorry, this has been a bit of a ramble. I'll sum up my it stuff by saying... It is a bit of a ramble. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, man. I, I, got, I got thoughts. I got needs to get them out there. Long story short, too late. I'm cautiously optimistic because more money will probably improve Bethesda. They always feel like they're running at their budgets limits and they can't quite produce that awesome mind-blowing game that they want to but it is concerning more for the exclusivities that might start happening in the future maybe not with starfield but with the 
Elder Scrolls Six, which will come out, and other and the Fallout whatever five, I guess they'd be working on. So I don't know. I'm I'm I want to see how it plays out. I wish I had a stronger opinion. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not just Bethesda though. Like they also acquired like Activision Blizzard. Like that's that's huge. Like no, know. Sony bought Activision Blizzard, didn't they? Nope. Xbox. Microsoft. Uh, Xbox. Yeah. What did Sony buy? They bought Bungie. Bungie. Right, right. Sorry, you know what? I, I keep forgetting the two are separated. I'm sorry, uh, fans. I've I've done no research for the show. I'm going to leave. Goodbye. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, they uh, acquired Activision Blizzard, you know, mm-hmm. ma- makers of, obviously, you know, Overwatch, Call of Duty. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Warcraft. All, you know, huge, huge things, which, you know, uh, you know, have been in the news as of late with uh, their kind of, you know... Um, frat boy kind of uh environment and you know kind of almost like a boys club over at uh, activision blizzard mm-hmm. so i mean hopefully that this is going to be you know a, a chance to like clean house i don't know how true that would be but hopefully you know there's going to be some sort of uh, restructuring and you know at the very least you know we see you know changes in that in in that uh in that department so yeah so you know they've also acquired you know like huge huge uh, mobile gaming a uh, or not candy crush so like this is just crazy for for microsoft that now they like all these feathers in their cap like you know they've already they already owned like all these like you know smaller publishers and you know they own rare and stuff like that so uh microsoft does have a history of you know acquiring companies and then kind of shuttering them or not really shuttering them but like gimping them and then like you know, maybe not allowing them to live up to their full potential or like dumping. Do you mean like self-sabotage? Like they kind of almost reduce their funds or something to ensure they well, no, don't do well and then get rid of them? It's more like like with Rare or, or other companies where it's like they'll just shovel shitty projects on them where it's like you have all these talented developers but then like you know like the big the big company that owns them needs somebody to tackle some you know like a Harry Potter port or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then these like companies that, you know, maybe five years ago were working on their own thing and like, you know, doing huge things in the industry now are working on ports for like a, like a, a kid's movie or something like that. Anyway, so obviously I don't think they're going to do that with like Bethesda or like with Blizzard or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they're all of a sudden, but like Blizzard Activision, ha- I mean, obviously they're making a ton of money, but like, you know, Warcraft isn't like World of Warcraft isn't at the level that it used to be, you know, like we'll talk about it later. Actually, this would be probably a pretty good segue into it where Blizzard Activision, you know, had, you know, Bungie split from them. Uh, how long ago was that now? Three years ago, two years ago? When when uh Blizzard and uh, when Bungie split from Blizzard, from I can't Blizzard remember Activision. exactly, but I feel like three years is too long. I, if I had to guess, I would say two years. It was. I, would, I think it was like a good two years. years. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a good but two years. Again, I can't be like a hundred percent on that. So yeah, so at that time, so Bungie, who you know they were, they they were their own company and then they were uh bought by microsoft and then they made uh the halo franchise for microsoft left uh 343 took over the halo franchise which you know is a microsoft company but uh bungie went off on their own then partnered with uh uh uh, bungie activision for destiny and then 
they split and then now just recently as we'll segue into our uh, second topic has now uh as of what about a month ago has been purchased by uh sony by sony playstation by sony entertainment uh gaming entertainment which is like that's that's massive news sony and bungie have always been pretty uh friendly before uh for destiny one i know that sony uh paid a lot of money um i i know to the point where xbox could not advertise destiny and i remember famously xbox put out a destiny uh ad where they were advertising a destiny cologne uh because they've uh literally uh could not advertise uh anything to do with destiny because it was uh, a sony exclusive rights to advertise it so sony was allowed to like advertise it be like you know they have like, oh yeah the, i remember that that was back in destiny one days wasn't destiny it? one yes yes yeah. um and then sony had like the destiny bundle where they you i think it was like the white play, uh, ps4 with like the i think it was had some sort of destiny branding on it yeah and then like uh sony paid money to have like exclusive exotic weapons exclusive strikes they always just had additional content so now this leads me into you know the thought that i hope that this doesn't lead to more Sony console exclusives in the mm. future. They have, this was announced before Witch Queen and they said Witch Queen will remain untouched. And that also, I believe the next expansion will be uh, confirmed to like not you, have. You mean the one that comes out in roughly a year's time? Like, yeah, like the fall? next big not, one. Not like the next season or something. Like yeah, that. the next expansion. Right. Um, that will remain untouched, but like they haven't confirmed anything after that. I think. When when you have a multi platform game, I mean, I'm never a fan of like um, console exclusives. But if you do like little cosmetics, like oh, on like the Sony version, you get like this cosmetic for like this exotic, and like oh, but um, mm-hmm. if you have like the Stadia version, you have this, and like whatever. It's like that. I I am like I'll begrudgingly be like fine. But if you have full pieces of content like in destiny one where you had full i think two strikes we had them for like a year earlier or something it was a long time that they were exclusive i remember yeah i remember hawk moon for sure hawk moon was a sony exclusive which is you know such an iconic gun and then i remember too that there were things in rise of iron that were a year exclusive for sony and rise of iron was the final expansion in destiny one where like a year later when they would finally go live on xbox like destiny 2 had already been out for like three months at that point or something like that so it's mm-hmm. like cool I let, let me go back to this like game that's now like three months outdated you know there's the the sequel has been out for three months like let me go back and like play with zen meteor the sony playstation exclusive or like let me do like the strike that that has been sony exclusive for the last year yeah well one thing about all of uh, this is the fact that I know I'm not sure if it's been implemented yet, but crossplay is coming between the platforms. It's so, it's, it's already out. It's uh, fully it's already out. It's okay, yeah, again, I just play mostly with you, so I have no concept of uh, thing. So if you have an exclusive uh, strike, like you line up in a playlist with an Xbox guy and a PlayStation guy, does that mean the PlayStation guy can't play it? Uh, yeah. exclusive weapons I I could see weirdly larger content being easier to make exclusive because you simply say oh you're an Xbox user you can't use this but if you have and cosmetics as well like you said I'm fine with it cosmetics themselves if they want to be exclusive go for it but if you start having exclusive weapons I mean you can't be like oh you can't be in this uh, crucible match or in this strike list because you're carrying the weapon that these guys don't have like it would have to be baked into the system so that even if an Xbox player couldn't use the new PlayStation exclusive gun, they'd have to 
it'd have to register that it, it exists. Is. It, for, it already you know. is because I remember I remember I had um like I had the expansions on PC and mm-hmm. then I remember when Shadow Keep came out, I brought my PS4. I was staying at my parents' house. They 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 were on a trip, so I was like taking care of the dog and stuff. So I remember I brought my PlayStation over. So I was like, oh, like I can just play Destiny on my PlayStation at my parents' house. No big deal. But I didn't I forgot that I didn't own any of the expansions. So there was shit that was grayed out that I couldn't use, specifically mm-hmm. Shadow Keep weapons, Shadow Keep armor that was like grayed out that like I wasn't able to use on my like when I was playing on PlayStation. So that is baked in there already. But well, what I'm talking about is the fact that see that was within one account, your account going from uh, PC back to PlayStation. What I'm talking about is. Uh, if a PlayStation user is fighting a guy in Crucibles and Xbox using the Xbox user, the PlayStation user has the exclusive oh, I think that's chimichurri weapon that the uh, place the Xbox user doesn't have. The Xbox, the the program, the heart, the software for Destiny Two for I the think Xbox they would user just match them. St- still has to recognize it, right? Like, still yeah, has to but say, I think oh, they yeah, would I just still match. I think they would just match them. I don't think they would be like, oh, this guy can potentially use a weapon that the Xbox people can't, we're not going to match them. They're just going to match them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like the the weapon is there for the Xbox user because he can he wouldn't just be like seeing a guy walk around with an empty hand and be like, oh, no, oh, that's yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it would be it's there, okay. but he just can't it, acquire it, it. it. It's such a terrible thing is basically when I say uh, exclusivities for consoles and stuff like that because even with uh, going back to the Bethesda thing, it's just kind of like why are you... One of the wonderful things about the last couple of years of gaming is we've seen a lot more cross-play occurring between platforms um, Mm -hmm. and it becoming more mainstream and more common to have cross-play. So I I think any moves against that, they're going to happen, but I'm definitely not in favor. Sorry, I I sort of jumped on your your view there for that. Yeah, I mean, like you you said it where like back in, you know, even what, five, six years ago, cross-play was not a thing. Like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't a thing. At all. I think the first big one would be Fortnite in, in, in yeah. my recent memory. I think, I think maybe, um, Rocket League did it before then. And, and I'm sure there's been a ton of games that have crossplay. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not being like, Fortnite is the first one ever. Like, I know that. I'm saying it's the first, like, big mainstream game that had crossplay. And then, you know, you had, like, you know, the, the Modern Warfare with Battle Royale and stuff and, like, the mm-hmm. other Call of Duties. Uh, Warzone, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Warzone. So, yeah, I, I think that's just going to be the future where it's like, yeah, yeah. Like y- you have the box or whatever, you know, cloud-based gaming, however you want to put it. But you have the account, you want to play the game, and it's just like, yeah, like just have everybody play together. Like, of course, you know, PC, uh, you know, if you're on MNK on mouse and keyboard, you're going to um, you're going to have an advantage. But they like, you know, you give controller a little bit more aim assist, whatever. But it's like, yeah, like, like just just get everybody playing together. It's going to be better for the uh, population. Just just get everybody in there. And now. That's that's a bit of a deviation from from the destiny, but yeah, what what I would like to see now is if Sony is committed to not having these consoles, who's again cosmetics, whatever you get a you know a skin, go nuts, sure you get a skin for you know um, a, a weapon or whatever if, if you have the Sony, whatever, fine. I'm obviously going to be a little you know unhappy that I'm not going to be able to get this skin, but whatever. <laughs> Now, Sony is obviously going to be looking to re- recoup their, their you know, the money invested. So what I really think is going to happen is we're going to see a big push in like a Destiny kind of a multimedia push from Destiny as I think we're probably going to see some maybe 
a TV series, maybe mm. a film. I don't know, something, maybe comic books. Who knows? These things, you know, in some form, there there is, you know, extra Destiny content out there. But I think that we're really, because, you know, you have Sony Entertainment who, you know, put, they do movies and TV shows. I think now that they have that license, that they're going to really uh, use that and use that to, to you know, re- recoup some of their investment. And I, I'm for it. Like, you know, if uh, I enjoy the Destiny world, I enjoy the lore, I enjoy the storyline. The joke is always with Destiny, like what storyline? But they have gotten a lot better recently and the lore has always been there. And I personally, I would love to see more stories set in that world or just even, you know, you can even do like, uh, short films like you know 10 minute 20 minute short mm. short episodes of just like big events and i think we've talked about this in a, a previous podcast previous events in the destiny lore history where it's like you have the battle of six fronts and the battle of like twilight gap and like and like whatever and just like you, you can have these huge moments that you know yeah, we may uh, have only heard touched on in the game or lore I would say you could do something like, oh, there's like a whole bunch of modern versions of this, but I'm going to go date myself. Say like the Animatrix where it's like, exactly, you, know, you, know, you have like 10, like six or seven, 10 minute little animated or like thing made different stories. Or Love and Robots. Yeah, that's a good example. Where it's like, Ed, what would be great is if they did actually do like Love and Robots did, especially where it's like very vastly different stories. With Animatrix very vastly different stuff. I, I Yes, yes, absolutely. But I mean, Love and Robots had like live action animated, like. Uh, Animatrix did nuts. too. Animatrix had did like every yeah every every episode of Animatrix was completely different style. There's no live action, but one was like anime. Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. That was it. There oh, was well, I'm just saying, styles. basically, like Animatrix have like very different. Let and also like Love and Robots, and I guess Animatrix as well. Let the individual stories be as creative as possible. It shouldn't be all just like oh, this is all strictly historical stuff. It should be like oh, here's a neat little moment where a Ghost looks for his person. Here's another one where exactly uh, Zavala says. Something and everyone goes, damn, you've got a good voice. And and here's one where we find out why Eris can't put down that sphere she's always holding. It's a rock. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Get your rock off my map. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. It doesn't have to be these huge moments. It could be, I think there's a lore entry where like Zavala... I can't remember exactly what it was, but like Zavala like plays uh, soccer with some kids and like it's Mm -hmm. such like a heartwarming moment where it's just like shit like that where or like even where you had Cade when he's like with that last stand with like that fallen captain and like that's like the first kind of taste almost we get of like fallen being, um, you know, not sentient, but like there's more to them, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, also having said that. There will be a lot more money put into uh, the Destiny franchise. Yeah. An influx of cash. So hopefully now we can get some PvP love. Um, there hasn't bring been back a- Sparrow Racing League, you cowards. They're never going to bring it back. I know. I wish. I know. But also, you know, you know you would play that for one day and never play it again. I would play it forever. Well, not forever, but for big... It would be part of my weekly cycle. I I love Sparrow Racing League. And also, the reason why I'm asking for it back mostly is because the Hunter Cloak from Sparrow Racing League, the one with, like, the two light ribbons, looked fucking dope. It was the best cosmetic this game has produced. Hands down. I still love the Tanix Cloak for Hunters. I I don't like big furry things on my shoulders or anything i don't i don't like it's it's not i mean please don't use fur in real life fur is murder but i also don't like simply the aesthetic of fur it's never been a thing for me but the, oh man that that hunter cloak when you had it in the streamlight outfit you look so good it looked good when you're riding your sparrow for sure oh yeah <laughs> but yeah so like hopefully <laughs> a whole, like like definitely destiny over the last 
two, three years has just almost essentially ignored PvP and all Mm -hmm. but ignored Gambit. And like there have, I mean, we'll talk about the updates, but Gambit needs some love. It's, it's rough. I kind of like where it is right now, but it needs maps. Maps is the big thing I'm going to say for multiplayer. That's what it's missing. Yes. I love being one tapped by Ariana's vow every two seconds. But anyway, before we talk about more Destiny, do you have anything else to add to these, uh, to this Microsoft? Oh, and also one last thing. People Mm -hmm. who were, who were saying, oh, Bungie or Sony only bought Bungie because Microsoft bought uh black division and uh bethesda it's like no you idiots like they announced that like a week after you think that sony bought bungie in a week and a half like those talks have been going on for six months at the i think the closest it could be is like oh we're also purchasing something so let's announce it because they just announced that's close. i I don't think they were like like, hey jim what do you want to do with all this money i don't know i mean what if we bought a small price hold on a second let's go on the news (gasps) they bought bethesda quick uh bungie buy bungie you're playing dusty 2 right now buy bungie oh what okay one eight hundred bungie yes hello we are buying you. you good day Oh, we can have the turnaround for you in like three days. Four. Oh, sorry. You know what? There's a weekend in between. It's going to be five business days. Yeah, I'm sure Sony can do it. But anyway, did yeah. you have anything else to add? Not really. If you're talking about this topic, basically, I I think with these purchases, since so much stuff was already rolling before the purchases started, you have to kind rolling. of... Yeah, I threw that in there for you. I think we need to sort of sit back and and reassess in a year, see sort of how things yeah. come out. I think the earliest ex- uh, earliest demonstration of how these things are going to play out in general will be Starfield in the in the winter, because I'm pretty sure that is not going to be an exclusive to Xbox or Windows or anything like that. But it'll be curious to see if they start saying, okay, well, this is an exclusive, but we got a little spaceship or a space gun or whatever it is. I don't really know a lot about Starfield other than it. I don't know. I, I there's scant news about it. Yeah, and like but yeah, no overall. Nah, I'm like uh, let's let's come back in a year and sort of see how whether that's been a boon for the industry or not. Yeah, and like a monopoly like generally stifles innovation. True. So it's like competition is always a good thing, but it's like money being infused into these companies can be a good thing, but it's like at what oversight from you know their parent companies. Yeah. Like you said, I think the like. We'll see in a year. We'll we'll circle back yeah. on this in a year and we'll, you know, reevaluate that, I guess, is pretty much it. 100%. As I say with everything, cautiously optimistic. Anyway, so in our, you know, big hiatus that we, we've had, I think we've had one episode in this year. No, we haven't recorded an episode since like yeah, we have. last year. Yeah. What episode did we record? uh like a look back on 2021 and a look forward yeah we to did that in 20 yeah we did that in 2021 not this year did we okay well there we go I yeah thought it's it was, been a while i, I, was I, sort I of thought like, that oh, was fucking. in 2022 but all right happy yeah, new year wrong? yeah happy new year to you too maybe happy fucking new year eh. <laughs> so what have you uh been playing and uh why was it new world uh well i've been playing new world oh wait you mentioned that uh just because i love wandering around and sort of it, it has that slow drip feed of uh ooh, you've just leveled up this here's a little reward ooh, you've just leveled up that here's a little reward like I, that kind of game gets to me oh that's the best yeah and it just it was sort of at the time there really wasn't anything else out that i was really interested in everything sort of was later like stalker this year which uh, unfortunately due to the ukraine invasion uh will probably not be coming out this year i'm guessing 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot at the time, and I was sort of just like, yeah, you know what, I've never tried an MMO, I want to give a show. And it's a good thing I never had tried an MMO before, because apparently I'm the perfect person to get addicted to it. I mean, I will not read the hours I've played on this game. And I would have... I've accomplished not a lot in my life, but I think if I've been playing MMOs for the last 15 years, I would have, like, started taking away other people's accomplishments. It would have been such a net. So there was that. Uh, do you want me to do... you want to go back and forth? Do you want me to list the other games I've been playing? How do you want to, how do you want to play that with this, buddy? I don't know. Back and forth probably is... All right. So New World was the big game I was playing. How about you? What were you playing? Well, I, I, I know for you, like, every time I talk to you, I'm like... So how's New World going? You're like, yeah, I'm kind of getting tired of it. I'm gonna, I'm kind of bouncing off of it. And you've been saying that for like two months. And like every time it's, I load it's, up, it, it's odd. It's very <laughs> like there's something about the game where it just keeps coming back. And I mean, there's nothing out right now that really sort of grabs me other than that. Though there are some games I'm getting into. So yeah, it's I'm enjoying it. I'm like having a good time. It's nice to sort of just wander around the world. I'll, I'll admit it. But it's sort of I've never played a game that's taken up so much of my time, and yet doesn't sit in my head like you know like when you're doing like um i guess for you like when a major destiny 2 expansion comes out you stop playing but you're all like ooh, i'm gonna have to work on this tomorrow i'm gonna look at that new world i just kind of load in i'm like oh where am i what am i doing where was i yeah i'll go do this you know like it, it's it's very strange that way hmm, interesting yeah. but yeah like pretty much every time i load up steam or like discord or whatever i just i, I see you on new world so i'm like it's got to be doing something right but yeah for me the thing that has taken up the most of my time and it was probably my most anticipated game at least for the first half of uh 2022 was uh pokemon legends arceus which has yeah it was it, it, i was quite uh deeply obsessed with that game for a little while and by a little while i mean since it came out up until like a week ago it is um it, it's a bit divisive online uh you have people saying it's the best pokemon game of all time but then other people saying it's the worst pokemon game of all time um i really liked it it really shook up the uh formula of uh pokemon it is pokemon at its core but it really takes kind of like an app action rpg aspect and really mm -hmm. um delves into that where it's like you can you know just run around um this these kind of like five open areas um and you uh it's kind of like picture um almost like pokemon meets monster hunter meets breath of the wild that's probably the best way that I would describe this game. There's a lot more freedom. There's a lot more like you can just like catch Pokemon while running around. You can, you know, it's it's not so structured where like you throw a, a Pokeball and then it goes into this like battle screen. Like everything takes place kind of like in real time. Like, like if you throw out your Pokemon in real time, the battle just starts in the area that you're in. You can just catch and then, you know, there's tons of fun mounts. You can like ride around on, uh, on, on like a deer. You can like fly around and it's just, it's just a lot of fun, but God damn, is it an ugly game? It oh yeah. It looks so ugly. fucking ugly. Like I'm, Sure, I enjoy a nice frame rate. I enjoy a good looking game, but I am in no way saying that graphics are, you know, the only thing that make a game. But like this game, it's distractingly bad at times. Like mm. when you're in a cave, you'll get these like jittery, kind of like jaggy, sh like just these like shimmery, jaggy edges around your character and like around Pokemon and stuff whenever you're like in a cave or like a dark environment. It's just, it's just so rough. Like, it looks like a mobile game from like 
2012. Like that's probably I've probably seen better mobile games from like 2012. Well, but, when you were oh sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say well, when you started mentioning you were playing it, I remember hearing reading just because I'm not really a Pokemon fan or definitely not have my fingers on the Pokemon Pulse or the Poke Pulse, but. I was like, oh, is this game ugly? And then I checked a few screenshots and watched a few videos out of curiosity. I'm like, yeah, like this, like Mass Effect 2 came out in 2010 and it makes Arceus look bad. Like, it's crazy how it's not very well lit. It's janky looking and the frame rates. Yeah, no, I I, I am unfortunately very much a graphics focused guy. I, I wish I could say I was all about only about the story and the gameplay, but I, I like things to look good. And I would probably bounce off that game purely because of the visuals. The, the Pokemon gameplay I could take or leave, to be honest. But the I, visuals, I couldn't. I couldn't bounce off of it. It was. It was just so much fun. Well, just the gameplay like, was what you wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty much what I've been almost what I've been looking for. I I need to. The, the, apparently the next Pokemon game is going to be fully open world where you can like there's an open world and you travel through it and then there's a town. This was like you're in a, t- a hub town which was cool because you are building up the town like when you first enter the town it's almost just like like very rudimentary buildings but then as you progress through the storyline you do build up the town. So that was one cool aspect is you build up the town as you're doing side quests you're helping people out and you're like the story is takes place like whatever, like a thousand years or whatever, uh, years and years before the, like the quote like main series games happen. So it's like Pokemon are almost like a new thing. They're like still discovering them. So you build up people's relationship with Pokemon in the city, and like you can see like oh like somebody's like oh I need to I need help with gardening. So you get them a fucking graveler or whatever, and you see them together, and like you can really see the progress in your town. But I you don't have the classic like rpg multiple towns where you like go you go through a big area go to a town you go to a dungeon da, da, da. it's just pretty much five big open world areas there's no dungeons or any small instances within the open world area? there's like very few i'd probably say maybe three or four smaller i wouldn't even call them dungeons kind of like buildings uh there there are a few there's like a few caves there's like a like one kind of like temple but they're like very rudimentary it's like oh this temple has like three floors there's like a small little puzzle in it but yeah it was it's it was just it was just a ton of fun and then i like i finally bounced off of it i'm like okay i don't need to like i've got enough out of this game and then they released a free update on pokemon day on on uh pokemon day which is the anniversary every year of the release of uh, the first pokemon game in japan they do like a, a direct where they new- announce the new pokemon and they announce it like oh and there will be a new big update for pokemon legends up uh legends arceus available now and i was like oh god damn it so it's like as soon as i thought i was done they pulled me back in but yeah it was a great little update they added like these like big you said it was free right yeah it was free 100 free um and it was like it was meaty like uh, like for a free update it was pretty solid if i had to pay for this i'd be like "Mm, it was a little lacking but for free 100 great and like i get it's probably you know if not cut content maybe not maybe unfinished content maybe they couldn't fully finish it before the game was shipped and it did add like more trainer battles and stuff like that which was sorely lacking in the main game in the main in the main game there was like a severe lack of like actual trainer battles while like the original games you're fighting like hundreds of trainer battles this was like maybe like a good dozen really kind of like marquee trainer battles but anyway long-winded about that was there anything else that you 
uh, I played. think the only other game I'd comment on, uh, briefly, No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, and Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite, and of not course, good progression. Yeah, but um, No Man's Sky is in a good place still, and it's kind of my go-to when I'm chilling game. But the game that I actually got into pretty heavily for a couple weeks, uh, Elden Ring. Ton of fun, frustrating as fuck. This is... It, it's a really good game. Like, I quite enjoy it, but I had to sort of take a break from it because, like... A tiny glitch killed me, and like I got caught on some architecture, and they were mobs were able to kill me. But it was it's it's a very there's something about it. I like the fact that it is a very most modern games are very. I'm not sure if hands on is a term I want to use, but they they're very much just like okay, here's how you do this. This is where you're supposed to go. You're supposed to go here. Here's a tutorial for this. Here's a tutorial for that. If you see this icon, this means that okay, you are here. Your next step is that town over there in 50 meters. You know, sort of thing. Um, this game is very, like, here you go. There's a tiny little sort of semi-cave you go through in the beginning that teaches you the very, very basics. But it doesn't teach you a lot about, like, weaknesses or strengths and sort of, like, it's, it's a very oblique game, which is a bit of a downside on the interface because it is just a hair, like, why do I have this icon over here on the left? What does this mean? Um... But that said, sort of figuring it out and slowly increasing your uh, capabilities, like learning the moves of a boss to beat them and stuff like that, or trying a different strategy that you didn't think of it for the first time, is fun. Uh, when you come up to an enemy area where they're just one-shotting you instantly, come back a couple levels later and you're like going through them quickly. It's a very satisfying game. I, I highly recommend it if you can tolerate frustration. If you're the kind of person like me who gets like... It may not be for you. But yeah, Elden Ring is... Uh, I'm quite enjoying it, but I am taking a break just because, like, I don't want it to just drive me crazy sort of thing. How about you? Anything else besides uh, Legends of Acris and Destiny 2? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just talk about mm-hmm. Elden Ring a little bit. I would I would love to play it. I, don't know, I just feel like I'm not a FromSoft guy. I hear that Elden Ring is a good entry point into mm-hmm. the FromSoft, uh, you know, Soulsborne... Uh, kind of series i'm interested in i don't think i would spend like 80 dollars on it oh god no no. i would maybe wait until i saw it for like 30 bucks or 40 bucks and give it a try um i don't need to be like on that like you know elden ring fucking tip of the spear like you know getting in on that zeitgeist but if Oh, sorry, if I could just make a suggestion, I would say cut that in half. I think even at 30 or $40, you might bounce. I, you know how I game. I know how you game. You might bounce off this quick because it is really, like, borderline annoyingly challenging, especially in the early levels. So I would say if you ever saw it for 15 bucks, it'd be worth a pick up and check out. But otherwise, I, I yeah. really like... How can I put this? I really like challenge in video games. Like, when it happens, like, a big boss fight where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to fucking sit up i need to get my hands on my like my elbows on my knees i need to fucking hunch forward and i need to focus and i need to get this done yeah i love and then you you beat it and you feel so good you get all those good brain chemicals and you're like yes i did it i can't have a game that's only that i like to have that maybe you know a few times in a game where you gotta, you know, really fucking nut up or shut up but to have a whole game like that that just fucking sounds like i'm gonna be molding the it's whole time it's not that bad in that sense but there are first of all there are a lot of bosses to fight in the game like almost every cave or 
castle or whatever you enter ends up with you fighting a boss at the end i love boss fights too by then the way. you know what in a way maybe i maybe i maybe do if you see it for 30 or 40 because there's a lot of that what you just have to accept is that to get to the level where you can take out bosses you have to sort of it's got a bit of that sort of uh japanese uh design ethos where it's the grind is something that's just part of the game like you have to be willing to go over the same area over and over again slowly leveling up killing things getting used to how they fight taking them down finally thing leveling up very slowly it's what it's also got a very it's uh, the japanese style of like it feels like you're gonna go up a hundred levels in the game instead of just like 20 like you do in a western style rpg so but it, it it's a game where you have to be able to take it slow. If you're fine with sort of, you have to realize any encounter, anything could you can't be get your death in those games. Yeah, you can't. You cannot be like, okay, I'm. I know there's a boss. You I feel like there's spam. a boss over here. You got to be like, okay, I got to cautiously enter this dungeon. I don't know what the traps are. I don't know what the deal is with this place yet. Oh, like there's one where I f- found right off the bat where there's like a rolling thing that kills you easily. So you have to kind of like, okay, I died to that. And you find figure out where to hide. That it changes its pattern when you get to a certain point and comes after you again. You, I didn't realize you died. Like, it's a very much a, you have to be willing to replay. I don't want to say content, but I guess that's the term. But you have to be re- willing to, if you come to a dungeon, for example. You gotta grind. Yeah, and you have to accept that you're going to die and probably start back at the beginning and have to go through, like, those five dogs that are easy to kill. The two guys are slightly harder to kill, and then that one annoying trick you have to time right like you have to accept it's going to take you two or three times going through things like that with the Elden ring it's a it's a very you have to have patience if you want it Methodical. to play it yeah yeah how about gotcha. you uh, but th- th- i don't think there's really much more to say about Elden ring beyond that uh it's a good game i guess what about you what anything else you've been playing outside of pokemon acreus and destiny 2 and i'm assuming pokemon go still you still uh flicking the, uh, some pokeballs on oh yeah I, i'm i'm always playing pokemon go that's all that pokemon go is i'm gonna be playing that game until i die or it dies Jesus. you know <laughs> i mean it's true it's 100 percent right. true it, but if if that game goes offline fine if i die if i go offline <laughs> oh, oh i got a shiny ponita finally i uh, uh, ee- is that what we're talking here no, I've got like lots be- of shiny ponies. Don't worry about that. Okay, well, good. But yeah, the only other real big game. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've I'm playing now. Um, I borrowed uh, Mario Odyssey off my friend, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm playing through Mario Odyssey, and that's a, a shit ton of fun. Movement. Hats off to you for playing that game. Ooh, I, I like the <laughs> I like the Odyssey reference. Um, <laughs> the movement in that game, obviously, I like. I don't need to say it, but like the movement is S tier. Loving it so far. But what other than um, Arceus, which has taken up most of my time, is the new Destiny Two expansion. I have to say. Um... Boyan, cut here. Do we have time to go into it? We have like, we're at 46 minutes. Yeah. Okay, good. Boyan, resume. Destiny 2, you say? I've never heard of this. (laughs) I've never heard of this game. Is is this an RTS? Is this a a point-and-click hidden item puzzle adventure? Tell me more. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously... uh, we're fans here on the podcast uh, yep. of Destiny 2. The new Witch Queen expansion dropped uh, exactly a month ago. Uh, so I guess we'll just jump into uh, the main meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to uh, jump into a review of the new Destiny 2 expansion. I love Destiny those two, two things you did there. The Witch Queen. I rhymed. I didn't. I didn't. Even you went know. into the new Destiny Two expansion, like that little. Sort of, that oh, was, that I was nice. I didn't even. It's need like to. poetry. It rhymes. It's uh, 
medical metaphysical mumbo jumbo i love it um midichlorians exactly yeah so i guess we'll just start off with uh high level thoughts let's not go too deep into any specific topic i know we like to do that with our initial thoughts but i'll throw it to you general high level thoughts on destiny 2 the witch queen it is a destiny 2 that is in a good place with a few caveats we'll get to overall it's one of their better expansions if not their best expansion but i my memory of the destiny 1 expansions is hazy so you know, I'm going to have to defer to you for a comparison between the two Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 expansions. But no, I, I, I like oh, it. we're going to get there. It's enjoyable. Yeah, if this is just overviews, so far I'm quite pleased with it. But again, with a few caveats. Now your thoughts, Andrew. Please. Overall, high-level thoughts. Um, I thought it was a really, 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 really good expansion. Was it the best expansion in destiny history we'll talk about that later i really liked it like you said there are caveats it's not perfect i think that the core game of destiny was left too minimal like it it was left too unchanged from what it was for the last since almost vanilla destiny since forsaken at least Mm. the 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 actual core of the game maybe wasn't as changed as i would have liked but the actual new content was like s tier having said that i'll throw it to you what do you think would be your favorite or what do you think was the best aspect of the expansion well one thing i mean i'm gonna say this is my best thing but it's coming from a point where okay I'm going to talk about the story. I liked the story. I was interested in what was going on. And I think that, in a weird way, is the best part of the expansion. But that's also because I'm comparing it to previous expansions where it's like, yeah, this guy's a jerk. Go kill his uh, bunch of mobs to find out where his lieutenants are. Go kill the lieutenants, then go kill the boss. Yeah, like they've been very much like that. And yeah, uh, Destiny 2, Witch Queen also had that as well. But it sort of was interesting because... One of the things they did with this expansion is they took the lore and story and instead of just hiding it in books that you're constantly, oh yeah, I should totally read this and then you never do. It sort of started feeding it to you a little bit more openly. It started saying, okay, here's the deal. Here's the story. So I think the story is the best part of it, but that is also because it's coming from a relatively weak part of the franchise. Like the story in Destiny not necessarily the lore behind it, but just how they present the story to a person who is playing the game directly has always been their weakest point. It's always been kind of like, oh yeah, I guess I'm just going to run through this place and kill some guy at the end. You know, like they're... this time you were kind of like you understood Sabathun's, uh, who is uh, basically the head of the hive, I guess, at this point. It was good. I like the story. The story is, for me, is the best improvement uh, with some caveats about other stuff as well. Andrew, you? I'm going to agree with you. I know saying the campaign was the best part of the campaign is like you know what i mean it's kind of like a very broad thing to say like destiny expansions aren't just the campaign like most a lot of people who play video games will think of a dlc as like that you download the dlc and you play the campaign and that's the game like like that's the dlc like there might be some horde mode or something but it's like destiny is almost like the campaign is like the entry point almost to the game. It's yeah. like you finish the campaign and then there's the game. It's like the campaign is almost just like, how do you, how would you, it's almost like a prelude to the rest. It's almost of, like an appetizer to the entree that yes. is the actual game loops, like the loops you get into, exactly. like the core gameplay loops. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a little prelude or a little appetizer to the actual game. Mm-hmm. 
So having said that, like you said, the storyline, the atmosphere, the voice acting. I mean, the voice acting has always been excellent in Destiny. But uh, you had yes, one hundred percent. You had Deborah Wilson as the Witch Queen, who is Savathun, who is essentially, like you said, the leader of the Hive at this point. She has now the Lucent Hive, which she's uh, now using the light, which the Guardians have been utilizing for the past close to a decade. You have the enemies now um, using the light, and you almost have like guardian or like kind of like uh light bearer enemies that are these like very tough enemies that use essentially the same powers that you do so that was a great twist where you do have to like once you kill them you have to like run into the fray like say you kill them in the middle of like a battle like a battlefield you have to run into the battlefield and like finish their ghost off you have to literally crush their ghost in your hands Mm -hmm. so i thought that was you know a great touch having the lucent hive one of the best things of this expansion and you touched upon this briefly is not having to go like to break up the storyline and be like okay you've done two storyline missions now go uh to europa and kill like 50 fallen on europa with energy weapons or like go Mm -hmm. to the moon and collect fucking 100 of these material that are lying around and like every expansion up until this point has some sort of filler at some point or multiple points where you have to like go do like 10 lost sectors or you have to go and as lost sectors are little areas um on the map that you go and there's like you know a boss and blah 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 think a mini dungeon if you know what dungeons are in games like something you can push out in like five minutes yeah, seven they're minutes like five minute little mini dungeon exactly yeah so it's like there's no there's none of this superfluous fluff like they do still have that but it's extra like you talk to the vendor on the new on in the new area which is the um the throne world you can talk to the vendor there and you can get these you can you know do lost sectors you can level up you can do all these kind of cool little like little grindy superfluous missions that get you rewards but they're not directly tied to the campaign mm-hmm. and i thought that was and again I know we're applauding a game for not being shitty. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, yeah. their storyline wasn't shitty this time. Hey, they didn't have filler. Like, good hey, job. Hey, they're, they're, they're actually doing an adequate job. Good job, guys. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It is a little bit of like, yeah, what you're talking applauding mediocrity. Exactly. Exactly. I get that. I get that. But they're still not doing it. And I still got to shout them out for not doing it. And like just the the, the storyline, I was invested. Mm-hmm. Um, there was excellent cutscenes. As I said, the voice acting was incredible. Uh, the game looks great. The Void 3.0. Oh, God. The Void 3.0 is so good. Oh, uh, um, tethers are back, baby. Yep. Yeah. The volatile rounds are just so much fun. They reworked the uh, Void subclass, which they're going to rework the uh, Arc and Soul. I think Solar is I feel like is Solar next. is next. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I think Solar is next. So I think Solar's next. Uh, so they reworked the arcs because um, we had the uh, Stasis subclass uh, released last big expansion, Beyond Light, which is like a darkness freezing subclass where you could really go in and really spec it out how you wanted to, not just kind mm-hmm. of like a set pool of perks. You could really go in and set individual perks, which I mean, you should in an RPG light game. Um, but they did that with Void, the Void subclass, and they're going to do that with the Arc and Solar. Um, yeah, I just, I just really like this expansion. Um, having said that, there are obvious issues with the expansion. Um, what do you, what, what, what would come to your mind first, Sam, for obvious issues? Unless, unless there was something else that you really liked that you, that you forgot to mention. Um, well, it's funny. Okay. So what I find, well, first of all, I'm just going to say as a, uh, as, there's two things I don't like. One is purely superficial and then the other one's more important. I'll get the superficial one out of the way. 
it's another hive expansion. It's another like I mean I know they don't have a vast ton of enemies to draw from, but it's kind of like I'm feeling the hive are played out. They're so just the same like they, 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 there's nothing new there hive basically act like hive always do their stuff always looks the same in this case it's got a kind of like well we have rose the gold hive. patina all, all i'm gonna say the hive were nope. exactly the same minus minus the moths the moths the mothy shieldy boys but i'm talking more overall like 100%, i mean 100 it, it sort of feels like the Hive, it kind of feels like a Bungie when they're looking at what an expansion is going to be. If they can't come up with something interesting, they they go to the Hive. They always go like, well, uh, 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 okay, you know what? Let's just do another Hive thing. I feel like and the I, Hive are the, maybe the Vex. Anyway, go on. Well, that's the thing. Like The Vex have an interesting thing with their whole time-traveling sort of robot business. But they kind of, I, I feel like they're sort of putting that almost in their back pocket. Like They're going to do more with that in future expansions or something like that. But it really feels like every, not every expansion, but the Hive is such a focus as the biggest of the bads in the game that it's getting played out. And it, from an aesthetic standpoint, and again, this is mostly aesthetics, the sort of spiky architecture thing of the hive it's like it's it, they're not presenting anything new uh, okay they've got a kind of rose gold marble tint to it now it's like a pale light pinkish red hive architecture but it's still just hive architecture so that's that's a weakness that is purely an aesthetic choice for me like i don't find the hive interesting i don't find their architecture and playing in their settings interesting anymore so that's a weak spot. Do you want me to go to the other thing? Or do you have something you want to throw? First, we'll just kind of go back and forth. How do you want to play this set? Well, I'll just... I'll, I yeah, will... Th- th- give your two cents. Very light spoilers for the raid. The final boss is a new enemy. Okay, good. And we were teased with a new enemy at the end of... Um... Wait, do we fight that t- guy we teased in the raid? You can tell me. I'm, I may never even do the raid. I, th- I don't know if that guy at, th- at the end was Ralk. I have to watch the video again because I know that guy has like some smoky faces coming out of the top of his head. Well, yeah, but did the no, end I don't the think it's Ralk. No, that? no, no, it's not Ralk. It's not Ralk. Ralk is the final final boss of the raid. Okay, they look similar, unless that guy is like wearing armor, but I don't think so. No, no, I'm pretty sure he isn't. I think that that's a different guy. Right. Honestly, I apologize if there's any Destiny Lord nerds listening. I apologize, but yeah, having said that, I will I will agree that obviously. Like any Destiny fan, I'm wanting a new, completely new enemy type. Obviously, yeah. we've had, you know, the Taken, which are like reskinned enemies. We've had, you know, the the Scorn, which are, you know, Fallen. All these enemies do have different mechanics and there have been different, quote, units added to existing races like the Vex. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those fucking assholes? The guys that dive, not the Harpies. What are those Vex? Oh, the... Uh... Ah, they, I can't remember. They, it's they, not they, the Hydra. It's the Vex. Like, I'm seeing it right in my head. I know, they I it's going to come to me in a anyway, second. Let's it doesn't matter. There, there, there's been new units added, and they have different mechanics. But it's like, I want to see a complete... Like, we've seen... We've been teased these, like, wispy smoke enemies since, like, Destiny Vanilla, like, pre-release art. You know what I mean? So they have... They are sitting on some sort of race. And it seems like we will finally be getting that hopefully soon Mm -hmm. and the the new there was a new enemy the final boss of the new raid is a completely new enemy with a completely new model he's really fucking cool ralk um 
we'll we'll get into a raid the raid a, a little bit later but I'll, I'll try a raid in a couple weeks time i think just to sort of feel what it's like yeah well I'll, I'll i'll give my review of that later on but as far as something i didn't like i think i might be the minority here but the weapon crafting they added weapon crafting and it just has not resonated with me i've done it a little bit like i crafted osteostraga which is the new kind of poison exotic smg it's great yeah, oh it's it's excellent and it's like i've crafted a few other things and like i've done that you have to like level up weapons to like get crafting materials from them and i've done them and it's just i i don't know i just didn't and i know bungie uh, i think one of the biggest things for me was the whole it's prohibitively expensive as far as materials go i don't mean real world money i mean you know in-game crafting currency Mm -hmm. it's very expensive to do and i just always feel like i don't it's like i never want to spend the crafting materials because i don't see the value in it almost and i know bungie they are increasing the cap next season of all the crafting materials and then the season after that they're getting rid of all the materials except for one and apparently they wanted to do something different with the crafting materials, but they couldn't implement it. Either if that's a technical limitation or a time limitation, I'm not sure, but they wanted to do something a little bit different and they couldn't fully implement it. So I think this was almost like a half measure and then this half measure just didn't work. So I think they're just going to just make it easy, just turn it into one currency. And I feel like that might make me a little bit more inclined to craft weaponry. It's funny, actually. Um, the, my overall cav- th- thing I don't like is broader than that. I think it actually leads into the next topic on the list, uh, next subtopic on the list. But I, I actually hadn't really thought about the crafting because it kind of isn't a thing for me. Like, it's in the game, but I mean, I'm not playing as much as you are lately because, again, New World, I'm a MMO guy now, full braces and everything, just like the South Park guy. But it's, it's sort of like the crafting I find is very, ah, uh, okay, I'm collecting the materials. I, 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 I like to do the part where you level up the red bordered weapons where and then you I I get that, but I'm not spending it. Like I I haven't been back to the crafting thing like once, except for when like a quest line required me to do it. It's, it's sort of Bungie keeps making the mistake of, okay, we're going to add We're going to make this complicated. And then invariably in a year or two, they patch it to make it simple sort of thing. And I think, I think this uh, is you transmog. Yeah. Like the crafting is a cell phone here. Like they shouldn't, they should have said, Hey, you want to make your own weapon? Really easy. You you make the basic weapon, you level it up, you spend your level up points how you want to modify the weapons that go along. Fine. Not this whole, oh, if you want to level up this weapon, you or make this weapon more powerful, you actually have to go level up these other weapons, but you have to level up a specific type of weapon so you get a specific type of resource you can come back. Oh, and when you're and looking don't at about it, unlocking the pattern or quote blueprint or whatever yeah, you want to call it for the weapon. And it's also like with the the there's a base resource that every gun uses, that's fine. You sort of just keep collecting that. But then Whenever you level up uh, one of these sidebar weapons to create the more unique resources you need to get a weapon, you have to be like, wait, how much of this do I have? Now, Dim you gives... You have to look can, at Dim, exactly. Yeah. D- Destiny Item Manager, for those who don't know, it's kind of like um, uh, it's an API thing that allows you to adjust your loadouts and look at your it's inventory an external without... Res- yeah, it's an external resource exactly. that you... It's a Chrome extension that you use to manage your inventory, pretty much. And even still, it's like, well, okay, I have to look at a third-party thing to get that, and it's sort of like... I feel you shouldn't be leveling up other weapons to level a weapon. You should be leveling up the weapon you have. Like maybe make it a longer yes. level up process, but make it so like, oh, you know, every well, they do. They level- do have that with the perks with like the um, 
enhanced perks. You do need to use that specific gun to get to level it up to but get still, the enhanced perks. Uh, yeah, which is fine. I actually think that's a good part of it, where it's sort of like, as the more you use the gun, the more powerful options you have. But the problem is, in order to unlock those options, you might unlock them in the sense of you could access them, but to actually install mm-hmm. the options, you still have to be leveling up these Absolutely. other sidebar Absolutely. weapons. And I think it's a very stupid system, to be honest. I've, I've seen crafting in other games where it's very... It should be kind of like you should be using a gun constantly and going like, ooh, ooh, I can't wait to keep using this gun because then I'm going to get to level five and then I can unlock and install this. Not, oh, I've got like I've got a rocket launcher that I uh, made. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll kind of lean into the thing for the rocket launcher. But I've been ending up having to level up shotguns and sniper and all these other things just to improve it. And after a while, like I stopped caring. Like that rocket launcher is, un- I'm sure I could unlock stuff, but I don't even care about going back to the base and spending the resources. It's such a and it's like and it's like yeah. every time you want to upgrade, like say say I craft a weapon mm-hmm. with a perk on it, and then I use that weapon, and now I have unlocked the enhanced perk. I essentially have to recraft that gun completely. Almost, it's going to keep mm-hmm. the same like stat tracker or whatever. But I almost have to like with currency, like almost recraft that gun just to get that new enhanced perk. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a sloppy system and it doesn't encourage I think one of the things about crafting in any game with weapons and armor or what have you is that once you've made something, you should be going like, ooh, I made this yes. hatchet in New World. I made this chess piece in uh uh New World or I'm using New World because that's how I've been playing lately, if so sort of thing. But like you should be you should feel attachment to the item you created, and I don't feel that other than the glaive, because the glaive is a ton of fun. But like it, 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 I'm having no attachment to the weapons that I craft, so I don't even bother. Like I'm sure I have enough to super level up my rocket launcher. I just—that's the other thing. You have to go to a location, then go to a place in with the location, activate a specific thing to do it. It should be something you do in your inventory. It should be something you'd be like, "Oh, I'm between strikes. Oh, you know what? I've got enough of this. Let's boop, 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 boop. There, I've upgraded my thing for the next uh, strike." I'm playlist. okay with it being a place, like, a, uh, and I'm sure it probably has something to do with the with. I, I understand why they well, do it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it being a place. Personally, I'm. It, it's not the worst part by any stretch of the whole process but it's a minor inconvenience that at times it's it if i could do it for my inventory i would be way more into it but since i have to go to a place to do it i just don't bother so that's my thought on that yeah no i i agree it's almost like it's like with transmog um people were asking for it for years they finally implemented transmog but it's like bungie whenever they implement something they have to put their own stupid little twist on it to be like, oh, this isn't transmog. This is our thing. Oh, this isn't weapon crafting. This is our thing. Where it's like they have to give it their own names. They, have and to they give, give it a background and a lore. Yeah, they give it their own names. They give it a background and a lore. They give it their own currency. And then they just make it convoluted. And yeah. it's like – and then like you said, where it's like they make it convoluted and then a year out – they change it or whatever three months and like they are doing that with weapon crafting where they're going to make it less convoluted but it's like i don't know like i understand their need for like we want to make people grind this game we want to make people have like grind goals stretch goals whatever it's like i get that but it's like don't do that at the expense of annoyance like don't make it annoying to do stuff like make it so that you got to grind but like don't make me jump through hoops and use external sources to find out how much crafting material i have like it's so dumb the game is a grindy game you have to accept that going into destiny 2 but if i'm doing a long hard grind it should be for a pinnacle or at least a powerful something that's going to change how i how powerful i am in the game to deal with uh 
content, whether a regular endgame. But they keep adding like sort of things to things that don't really matter. Like cosmetics doesn't matter. It should have literally been just like you fly into the tower, Ada says, Oh, hey, you want to do cosmetics? Boom, here's your thing. Uh, you get 10 per season. Just uh, keep doing whatever and you'll eventually get your 10, not have a specific bounty to like fill out. Well, now, and now then they you do just have do that. Now, now, it's, yeah, it's, now they do have like you get a currency from playing the game and then you use that currency to buy a bounty. Before it was. You got a currency from paying the game, and then you use that currency to buy a currency, and then you use that currency to buy a bounty. So they but what I'm saying is, like, that middle step. they should take out even the bounty step. It should be just you play the game, you slowly get a drip of the currency, and every time you get to arbitrary number 100 of this currency, you can then buy one upgrade. And then, like, I'm you know, okay maybe you have a little the extra bounty step. The bounty, it just, it's sort of like, I pick them up, but I just don't use them. Like, but I've also got. I, I don't. I'm not. Don't have like. They're not burning a hole in my pocket, so to speak. We're not. The, um, yeah, we're not like the transmog clientele. Yeah, like, we're like it, there are people that are like, I want to transmog every piece of armor that I get. Like every piece of armor, I yeah. want it to become a skin. And like Weirdly, that's not us. I think the solution I would make it better is, and I know this is such a minor nitpicking point is. If you put a fast travel by Ada, I would be well into it. But the fact that I have to fast travel by the gamble, uh, by Gambit and then walk close. over and down. It's close, but it sort of becomes like... I don't know. Like I, I, I like it better when I am in the tower and I don't have to walk to some place extensively. Again, I'm, it's a minor complaint of my point. I well, just, also I just you find, can do, like, like you wanted with weapon crafting, you can do transmog in the inventory. So that is one thing. No, but I mean to pick up the uh, no, I know, I know. resources. But, that, but, that's, but that's to pick up the bounty. You do that like I, I I still feel it's a cell phone. I feel oh, like it should be a lot straight. You can, pick up, you can also easier. pick up the bounty off your off your phone if 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 you want to get. Again, I I unlike you, I don't like it when a game says in order to do this thing more conveniently, go to outside of the game to another thing. I should be able to do it all in game, but that's just a personal preference. Like it's not an end deal breaker. I just don't think the bounties are necessary. So you want to log on and just be like transmog everything. Yeah, 100%. I want to be able to just go in and go like, ooh, I like the way this stuff and I got it. then Bungie can't monetize it. Well, that's... No, again, <laughs> I'm not saying, like, why are they doing this? This is crazy. I'm like, no, I, I don't. Get I know why they have to grind because it's, I'm it's fucking obtuse. Bungie. That's what they do, yeah. I'm, be, I'm yeah. being obtuse. And that's um, my thoughts on Transmog. Do we have anything... Uh, I, I, I actually, like... Like, other than what we're about to get into next, I struggle to find, like, something with the actual expansion... I struggled to find something that I didn't like. Again, weapon crafting, it didn't resonate with me. It's not, it, it, it's, it wasn't implemented properly. They are fixing that. So it's like, it's hard for me to say too much more on that. But other than that, I really have a hard time, you know, saying what is actually wrong with the expansion because there was so very little wrong with the actual expansion. Yeah, for me, I mean... It's it's all good, but I think this would lead into our next topic, so to speak, if I was to go any further, is is talking about the formula itself of Destiny. Exactly. I think it's like what I need to speak about. But uh, do you want to go first? I, I'm, I'm not in any rush to talk. Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hop in. So, as I said, the actual expansion of Destiny, including like the seasonal content, you know, all the weapons we got, the exotic missions, the raid, which I'll, I'll talk about, um, everything was excellent. Um, all the quote new content, the, you know, the horde modes are horde modes. They're not anything crazy. The, the, the new one, the, the psyops is actually pretty cool where you have like the synaptic spear. You have like the spear that you got to shoot at like, um, Savathun projections, whatever. They're, they're cool. 
the actual base bones of the game and now i'm not talking about like the engine i'm talking about like the like, like the weekly grind what you do on a day-by-day basis exactly has become extremely stale yep essentially you have your horde modes you have you know your pinnacle grinds which you know you do your exotic missions whatever you have your nightfalls you have your strikes you have your gambit you have your pvp strikes they're always they're always adding strikes to the game you know taking them out they added battlegrounds to to the um strike playlist strikes are like you know they're longer than a mission but and they have very light mechanics but i would say they're like in between a mission and a dungeon that they they always are adding stuff to that i would like to see spike uh strike more strike specific loot like we had in destiny one you know especially with spell uh skeleton keys where you could really farm for uh the strike specific loot that you want i would love to see that but you know whatever but then you have pvp which is essentially untouched and then you have gambit which is they've just you know they have tinkered with it a little bit with this expansion but it's not in the best place it's not in a bad place i think it's improved to be honest i think this version of gambit is better than previous versions i i'd say it's in a pretty solid spot i would just like they 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 just need to fix this whole like you're, you're able to like there's some weapons that are doing PVE damage on PVP. True. Because Gambit is a PVE VP. So it's like you are doing PVE activities, but then every once in a while you'll have the enemy, t- you're, you're, you know, kind of racing an enemy team to kill a boss, but the enemy team can invade your side once in a while and you can invade their side and get kills and then you heal the boss, whatever. There are guns that are doing uh, player versus enemy damage versus other players so that is super annoying where you have weapons like ariana's vow which is like kind of like a sniper hand cannon which will just one shot you to the body and it's just it's a plague like if you're not using it you're gimping yourself essentially and it's like this kind of daily grind this kind of end game loop is you know we do have the weekly kind of missions that you know drip feed not you know they they do drip feed content but it's more they're they're drip feeding the storyline throughout the first you know month or two of of a season and it is cool because it's almost like it's almost like a tv show or like a soap opera where you're turning you're tuning in every week where you will load in every week to do this quest line that you know maybe takes you an hour a week 40 minutes a week to do this quote little mini quest line where you get a little bit of exposition at the end you get a cutscene, maybe you get some dialogue between characters you get more lore you get more characterization not only of uh, individual characters but between characters and like that's cool but like the actual gameplay loop is just so dated and it just needs to be spiced up it's like you have this beautiful sheen, this beautiful expansion that was released with Witch Queen. But then once the luster of the expansion is done and you kind of have, okay, I've done the you know horde mode for the week. I've done the exotic mission for the week. And now what's left is the same stale three playlists. It's like they got to shake it up. Yeah, I well, that to me is the big caveat. It's like I've been playing Destiny for six years now, both the Destiny one, Destiny two. I think more than that. eight years, eight years. That's right. It came in twenty fourteen, and they've sort of about two or three years ago settled into a formula of every season there's some kind of horde mode. And by the way, for those who don't understand, a season basically in one calendar year of Destiny roughly is how they do an expansion. They have a big expansion, and then over the following twelve months, every three or four months, a new season comes out which doesn't add the same dramatic content that a download does but or uh, an expansion does but it adds like you know a little bit of oh now this is an enemy and there's a new horde mode type but the problem new, is, new, is new weapons and shit too yeah new like weapons that kind and stuff of thing. too but 
you know, overall, like, I mean, how many times can I see a new auto cannon? Uh, auto cannon? Auto rifle? Uh, how many times can I see a new hand cannon? And the horde modes, like, they keep getting interesting. And I like this one. I like throwing the spear at the end. But really, the spear is only the really big change to it. Other than mm-hmm. you fight Absolutely. in one place, then you fight in another place, and you have to use the spear to kill the boss, and then you kill the, the real boss sort of thing. And I think Destiny, as you pointed out earlier, New World is... I keep saying New World is losing it, but then I'm kind of like, but Destiny isn't grabbing me massively this year. I enjoy doing uh, our strikes every week. I enjoy, you know, pop it on with you once in a while. But I mean, honestly, we haven't played together much in, since uh, the first week or two of Destiny because for the last two weeks, I've just been like, you know, Destiny isn't offering me anything that keeps me hooked and coming back. My character is now at a powerful enough level to handle most content. Um, but it's the same thing over and over. It's like, oh, go fight these guys over here. Go do this. And again, that's not necessarily, come on, Bungie, think of something new. Like, Bungie is a shooter. It 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 knows what it is, and it does stick with the thing. But I feel like it's not taking any risks or adding anything vastly interesting anymore in expansions i'll still be there for every season i'll still be massively there for every expansion but as it stands right now destiny just doesn't have i like like honestly you know my favorite thing about destiny is it's playing with you it's playing with a friend and chatting and playing like when you're not around like or something else i'm sort of become like i don't know if i need to fire up destiny to do crucible i don't know if i need to do the pinnacle this week for that sort of stuff and uh yeah i think destiny I wouldn't say it's super stale. It's not. And it does what it does very well. But it's just getting to a point where you're feeling like, I need Destiny to be something different but the same. I know that's a terrible way to put it. But, like, I need something new, new. Just Not just, oh, we've taken this idea before and added a polish on it. Which was, again, why I love the story about this season is because it was something new. Destiny was telling me an interesting story. And that why it was why I found it most engaging. But it was still like, oh, we go to a planet. And I got to say, like, the Throne World planet, a different color hive architecture and another swamp planet. You know, it's sort of... I I like it, but I... I'm, I the truth is, I don't know what the solution is. Other than Destiny revolutionizing what it does. But the problem is, it does what it does so well that I don't see them doing that. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, like, completely... Like this, like when when the season dropped, I was like gung ho about it. I was 100%. all about it. Like you, me, Mister P, Mister we we uh you know we tried to get we tried we tried to get Mister P back on it. He was like, nah nah nah, I can't I can't spend the money. And then he got it, so that was good. We we had him uh to to play some of the content with, and it's like yeah, I like you know. But as soon as that honeymoon phase was over. I have the same issue where it's like I yeah sure like I'll log on and do some strikes or like do the nightfall or whatever like like as I said there's that storyline every week check out what's new after the raid that's great I I have fun with it but I'm not logging on like I used to where it's like you know a couple times a week I'm logging on like like again well once or twice a week is I guess two times a week is a couple times but it's like before but I would it, log on it, like it, three four t- five times a week it used to be a daily thing for us it used to be just yeah. like do you remember back in the day we'd be like all right I'm up you up let's play some destiny boom 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 that's our that's our theme music and then the next day we'd be like okay what do you want to do today let's do some crucible you know what's uh, oh is iron banner going oh what do you want to do today let's run some strikes let's do you know like there was always this feeling of like I can't wait to get in and play the game but now it's like I can't wait to play a game with you, but if you were suddenly like, oh man, I'm massively into multiplayer Halo Infinite, I'd be like, let's do that, because that's fun. You know, like, it's sort of... The truth is, 
the game itself, Destiny, I quite enjoy and I'm a fan and I will stick with through thick and thin. But it just on a day-by-day basis, like I check in once a week, twice a week maybe to play a few things and then go off and play another game. Like it doesn't have what it used to. Yeah. Sorry, I, I totally uh, no, I, I, to say I, I agree. What you I agree. It's like, yeah, it just doesn't have its hooks in me mm-hmm. like it, like some other games have or like Destiny has in in the past. And don't get me wrong, I I love Destiny. I still play Destiny. I, you know, log on multiple times a week. I still enjoy it. It's just it needs a shake up in the core activity playlist and Mm. like you said i don't know what that is because you know is it is it more mechanics is it you know more like a different game mode i don't know i'm not a game developer but what the one thing i do know is i've been playing this game now you know destiny 2 for for a while and ever since as i said ever since like forsaken the core gameplay loop the core gameplay experience hasn't changed a whole lot no it's improved again it's improved you know there's almost no aspect of the game that is worse than it was a year ago two years ago they're refining a gem but they haven't switched a gem they have this like brilliant sapphire and they keep polishing they say, look at this sapphire it looks good oh now look at it it looks great but it's still a sapphire the whole time exactly. and it's like you how, know, like how shiny or can you make it or something it's yeah like exactly yeah, how shiny can you make it they also oh. need to shake up the, if we're just going to take one step back, the world. Because it's always like, yep, we go back to the tower, da-da-da, you know, and oh, good. Like, I'd love to see Destiny be like, oh, no, a black hole just appeared on Earth, and now we're in a new galaxy or something. Like, the setting itself also feels stale because we're stuck within the heliopause of soul. You know, it's like we never leave the solar system, really. And yeah. just give me some a new, a brand new something is what I'm looking for. I, I agree, I agree. And, like, hopefully with a new... The new raid, the architecture in the new raid is completely different than from mm-hmm. what we've seen in Destiny. Is so it similar far. to the uh, the one of the strikes? One of the strikes is, I think, yes. has a very pyramid. Yes. Yeah, it's okay, like yeah. it's like that, but like turned up to eleven. Um, and one thing, as far as the throne world environment goes, you weren't a fan. I think it's gorgeous. I think the environment is beautiful. I think the new throne world area is great. the The swamp area, it's whatever. It's a swamp. It looks cool. Um, but the actual like Savathun's throne world where you see like her like architecture of like her, you know, castle mm-hmm. for lack of a better, better word. I love it inside and out. Like it looks good inside. It looks good outside. I love the new world. The enemy density is lacking severely. With, yeah, it is. It is kind of sparse in there, isn't it? Yeah, especially with what we've seen in recent times over the last couple of years where they have really increased um enemy density one thing i i feel like it might be a technical limitation because when i'm in the throne i had to dunk down my settings from you know medium high to like medium low because the throne world was just like destroying my frames i i was able to get a solid 60 fps no problem before uh witch queen and i don't know mm-hmm. if that, i don't know if that's specifically the throne world environment or if that's some tinkering they did behind the scenes with the engine <laughs> Oh, sorry. It, it, uh, one thing I've noted about the Thermal Robot, it feels wide and open, which is good, but I think a lot of the Destiny environments are very, like, they're almost like large rooms connected rather than a big open field connected. And I think something about, because uh, I've noticed the same thing, like, I mean, I can run it, I've got a, I've got a better computer than you, but... um yeah, even I was like, oh, this feels like it's taxing my system a little bit more than usual. So I, and I think it's because it's so wide and open compared to other yeah, areas. I, I agree. Know. So so I think that might be why, like, addition, like on top of 
the uh, demanding, you know, specs for for the throne world. Maybe there was some tinkering behind the system with an engine. Um, I know they did that a uh, pretty big one for um, Beyond Light. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did a little one, at least for Witch Queen. But anyway, so I think that has something to do with the limited enemy density in the throne world. Having said that, uh, I think that, you know, a place like the Dreadnought in Destiny 1 had kind of more of an explorability to it, more of like a secret, mm-hmm. more of like a reason to kind of explore every little corner of it. While a place like Europa or the New Throne World, there's not as much of an incentive to kind of scour every little corner of it. You know, I'm sure there is for, you know, I, I haven't leveled up Flynn, who's the vendor for Throne World all the way, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's just my um, impression so far. I agree with that. Oh, I'm going to say, though, uh, on the aesthetic, I'm legitimately going to say something that everyone says passively, aggressively to say you're wrong, but I mean this exactly how it should be meant. Agree to disagree on the aesthetics. Oh, I of course. understand you, but I don't like them. That's it. Of course. Yeah. you. Can, I can't be like, you're wrong. Like, it's a. Yeah. It's and a I'm definitely not saying you're wrong when people yeah. say agree to disagree. It's like, no, I literally agree that you like it. I don't like it. There we go. Friendship over with Sam. <sighs> Friendship with. Sabbath Sony <laughs> now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um before we kind of finish up here mm-hmm. i just want to i i know you haven't done the raid but i just want to review the raid super quick so i did the raid i didn't do it on contest mode because fuck that contest mode is uh, a mode where you are intentionally gimped by i believe 20 light level or 20 power level below uh cap so you're you're handicapped right off the bat it's day one so nobody knows the mechanics and apparently, like, I, um, this raid race, every raid, there's a raid race for Worlds First. This raid race, I, I was watching after the fact, and, like, people were getting disconnected like crazy. People Oof. were getting softlocked. People would beat a boss. This one team, the team that beat the raid first, beat the first boss three to- uh, three times because the first two times they got softlocked where it just, the game wouldn't progress. Like the raid just wouldn't progress. And the only way to rectify that is to restart the raid. So they restarted the raid. So they started the raid three times, restarted it twice, going through the first encounter, blah, blah, blah. And then getting up to the first or the first, there's a door opening encounter. Then there's the first encounter and then there's the boss. So they had to beat that first boss three times before they were finally able to progress. And like world's first, like the world's first race is like, like a lot of times, you know, a wipe will be the determining factor between first and second. And, you know, like after, like, that's just like, people are saying like, that's like the true, that was the true raid boss this time was the technical issues because that just shows like how much of a perseverance this team has, how much of like, how much of a mental perseverance this team has. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, I for, for me, if, if that happened once, I'd be absolutely devastated where your games like you're the raid soft locks and you have to restart it but to have it and like i'm sure the first time in soft lock they were in the raid for probably three four hours at that point obviously the second time the and the third time they ran it they know what they're doing so they did it faster but it's like do you know how devastating that is on like a world's first mm-hmm. race where you're like three four minutes three four hours whatever into a raid where you're bashing your head against this encounter and then you have to restart it so that was and like the one thing about the Witch Queen launch, which we didn't talk about, was it was absolutely flawless when it came to technical issues. 
usually when a yep. Destiny expansion launches, there's like a queue, there's you're getting disconnected, you're getting beavered, you're getting anteatered, you're getting all these different uh, error codes. You're in this long queue, you're waiting there, there's always issues on day one. Witch Queen had not one single issue, which makes the raid launch that much more um, impactful that it was that bad. But it also shows you how many fucking people were trying to do the raid day one Mm -hmm. so having said that you had the first team so the first team won and then you had dado's team (laughs) again uh runners up uh world second for dado's team in math class and then it was such a bad uh experience that they extended the contest modifier for an extra 24 hours usually contest mode is only for 24 hours this one went to 48 hours so anyway aside from that i didn't play day one as i said um i had plans first of all second of all even if i didn't have plans i probably wouldn't have played it i've done a few other uh contest mode like day one contest modes and it's just you've done it too it's just Mm -hmm. I'm not at that level to be like like we're talking about with the Soulsborne games earlier. I'm not at that level where you have to be on constantly, constantly on. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's like I want to do it a week later once the mechanics have been figured out, once contest mode is off, once everybody has kind of settled in, and I can hop in and be like, "Hey guys, I don't know anything about this raid." Can you please teach it to me? And yeah, so having gone through the raid, like, first of all, the environment is incredible, uh, absolutely beautiful. You see, like, the joke was always you, you killed the hive worm Zal at the at the end of a strike, the one on Mars, or sorry, mm-hmm. with the one on, was it Mars? It yeah, was Mars. Mars. It was yeah. Mars. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you kill the worm, and everybody's like, oh, a worm god is the most, like, one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and you kill one at the end of a strike. Yeah, because I was a little baby worm god. You see the real worm gods in that fucking in that in that raid in the new raid, uh, vow of the disciple raid is what it was called. Um, you see the real worm gods. These things are massive. They're not like a little fucking twenty five foot long giant worm that you see um, in that strike. They are like fucking this like absolutely massive. Do these giant worms also drop the rocket launcher that I could never get? No, you don't actually fight the worms. They're just like off in the distance, like snaking around the fucking chilling, like sitting on lawn chairs. Well, it's like it's like the big it's like it's almost like this. What's really cool is you see almost from the beginning of the raid, you see where you need to go. There's this like kind of like capsule thing with like a stairway leading up and you see it multiple times throughout the raid. So you are constantly seeing where you need to go. And then you also it's like the so you're in the pyramid ship and it's like there's the inside the pyramid ship there's like the heart the nucleus of the ship is like almost being like wrapped up in this giant worm and it's like almost like cradling this kind of nucleus of the like this infernal sorry not infernal this um furnace of of the ship almost i don't know what you would call it i'm sure the lore nerds exactly know exactly what it is but anyway reactor of a ship yeah kind of like the reactor and it's like the the worm is like caressing it but like you just see it like off in the distance in this like giant void so the the environment is absolutely gorgeous the mechanics are a lot of fun the one thing so the the whole thing about the raid is there's like i think 25 symbols and like these 25 symbols are used throughout the raid and you have to like constantly call them out and like at first when you look at these symbols you're like how am i supposed to remember 25 symbols but they're used so much that you're constantly naming them out so you constantly are remembering what they are so it doesn't become a huge issue but 
it is one thing where it's like, why do like, I don't want to memorize 25 symbols to do a raid. You know what I mean? All the names, like they all have their own, each individual name, whatever. I don't know. You memorize 26 of them to be able to communicate. That's true. That's true. But I use that on a daily basis, not for like one specific part of one specific Mm. video game. Yeah. So having said that, like, you know, the jump puzzle was a lot of fun. The environment was a lot of fun. The bosses were great. The final boss was incredible. I've never in Destiny history, maybe like Golgoroth in King's Fall, where you have such a deadly fucking boss so for the final boss you want like once you do the damage phase you go up into this little area so you're in this like kind of arena for the boss fight and then once you kind of like you're you're constantly um shrinking a shield that he has around him and then once you make the shield dissipate you go up this set of stairs for the for the damage phase and then you're in this kind of smaller arena that's just pretty much one square and this dude is just dashing around the fucking um little arena doing these high kicks that are almost comical and these high kicks will like one shot you and then he's doing these like giant blasts he's doing these like like um these like telegraph spear kind of hits and he's almost like almost like a soulsborne boss where he'll like telegraph these kind of like um and i'm i haven't played soulsborne games this is just from what i've heard for like reviews and stuff but like yeah he'll like tell like i mean obviously bosses telegraphing their attacks aren't a soulsborne thing but he like will have like telegraphed attacks and this and that that you have to like constantly dodge and it's like the damage phase isn't just like oh stand all together with your team in an area and just like unload all your stuff you're constantly like moving around like like dodging attacks um you're not like directly with your team everybody's kind of like broken off everybody's doing their own little damage phase and yeah it was just a really really well made encounter and a really really well made race uh raid a lot of people are calling it a masterpiece and on, you know, on par with some of their best raids. I don't know if I would go that far. Maybe I need to do it more. I've only done it the one time. But overall, I would say it's an excellent raid and I would say it's definitely better than their last raid, Deepstone Crypt. I don't know if it would be on the level as Last Wish or King's Fall, but I would put it, you know, I, w- I would put it up there with, with some of their best raids. I'm glad to hear that the raid is uh, worth doing. I may do it in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, for listeners, I don't often do raids. I, I like Destiny, but I've never been like raid level the final endgame content. It's very, it's a very easy raid too. Like once you know the mecha- okay. like the mechanics are what's hard about the raid. Once you know the mechanic, you're not you're not really dying to enemies too much. Like I'm sure on contest mode it was different. Like don't get me wrong. There is another encounter that's just go 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 the whole time where you have like three relics from all from um you have a relic from Leviathan. You have like the little seed. You have the relic from Vault of Glass. The uh, uh, Aegis Aegis, and then the little uh, Riven's heart from Last Wish. So you use three of the old relics from three of the old raids in this encounter and it's just like a fucking just gauntlet of just intensity so you do have those like parts like those action parts but you're not dying to them cool anyway so closing thoughts was this Uh, the best raid sorry (laughs) raid was this the best expansion in destiny history yeah dead air that's what people like to listen to uh i'm gonna say yes for me just because i was more engaged by what's going on i wanted to see it through to the end and it wasn't just a ooh, what's left on this checklist and i've always found the previous expansions just kind of end you're like oh that's it okay there's a raid coming up that was a yeah summer? there was cool, a satisfying whatever. ending like, to this campaign yeah this actually like ended and sort of answered a bunch of questions so i would, I would say it's the best expansion 
but not by like a, a country mile, more like a country three or four meters. I would say that saying that this expansion is the best expansion is not even saying enough is almost doing it a disservice. Oh wow. I'm going to say the best expansion before this was was probably King's uh, sorry not King's Fall was um Forsaken um uh, followed very closely by um Taken King in mm-hmm. Destiny 1. Now those both those expansions, especially the Taken King one and I watched um there's a video put out a little while ago of one of my favorite content creators uh Jez Dado and Dado's wife Travel Danielle. Well, I mean that's not her only title she's a content creator in her own right Jesus. but they uh they do uh you know all the campaigns from destiny one and then having watched the campaign for taking king i'm like oh yeah there's like a lot of filler in that campaign like the the the, the dreadnought is such a great place and like the, the raid is so good that it almost kind of makes you forget about a lot of the filler but it's like yeah there's a lot of filler and like in the in the witch queen campaign it was just so tight every mission was so good every mission was like an hour long like every mission was nice and long you know you had a legendary difficulty campaign like a harder version of the campaign for um more sweaty people that you could also solo if you wanted to that gave you a big boost in uh power level once you complete it the uh you know the weapons were great there was a ton of weapons added the the armor looked good the new perks are pretty cool there's a pretty good perk the, the new perk pool is pretty cool yeah i i just can't say anything bad about this campaign other than as i said the crafting which didn't resonate with me i can't say anything really bad about the campaign other you know other than you know raid day one technical issues there's and an overall staleness to the yeah and and again that's not the campaign's fault i'm just judging strictly the camp like the expansion yeah and yeah like the 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 whole core gameplay loop needs to be overhauled like in some way i don't know what it is but i think we can agree with that but is yeah, is it the best i agree with what you're saying is it the best expansion in destiny history yes 100 mm. percent. if you have played destiny in the past and you know you've been hearing about it and you want to dip your toe back in like now's the time like there's a big boost for all your old count uh, all your old gear so you can kind of pretty much just hop right in you don't need to do anything before you can just hop in on the new content it's it's a the game is in a good place right now as i said the you know it needs an overhaul it needs a big kind of update to the core gameplay loop but realistically if you're a new player or a returning player you're not really even going to enter that gameplay loop for like what like two weeks really so there's a lot of content there for your money and if you're thinking about it i would say hop in if if you like if you liked destiny at all this is this is going to be the best it's ever been for you and i and, and i'm saying this whole they need to update the gameplay loop as a veteran player that's been playing the game for damn near a decade now. And add us on Steam so we have more people to play with. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, all yep. right. Well, an hour and 40 minutes later. Yeah. Do you know, by the way, uh, when I said, hey, what time should, should maybe we should do this episode? That was 55 minutes ago. That We got to one, uh, 45 minutes and that's when I said, do we have time to do Destiny Maybe two? we'll split it into two episodes. We'll talk about that. We will see. We will see. We'll talk about that. But yeah, so um, I guess, do you want to let the people know where they can find you on the interwebs? Uh, yeah. Right now, my Instagram account is Sam underscore last name, all spelled out uh, uh, on Instagram. That's about it for now. Uh, there are things in the works. Things in the works. But for now, that's pretty much where you can follow me and you'll find out I haven't posted in a long time because I've been taking a break from social media for a bit. 
You? Where can they find you, Andrew? Yeah. You're a young, strapping social mediaite. I'm media, media, not at all. I have, I don't haven't posted. I mean, I you can you could re- I'll get messages. I'll, I'll, I, I mean, your dance TikTok videos are really good. Listen, my TikTok is not to be discussed on this platform. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I don't I have a TikTok. If if I did, I would discuss it on this platform. But yeah, the people can find me. Uh, you can find me at. L-A-N-C-A, that's E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, the things. I don't know. I guess that's pretty much pretty much where you can find me. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been good to be back chatting mm-hmm. about video games. And I'm looking forward to doing future episodes. This will be great. We're back, baby. Is that something they still say? Yeah, yeah. Everyone says that. All right. We're back, baby. Back. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen. This has been uh, Buffs and Nurse Prevented. Prevented. (laughs) That's why we haven't been around. They've been trying to hunker down. Keeping the man down. We found found a basement in an unabandoned warehouse that we're transmitting from. You can't stop us, mind refinery. We're on ham radio only. That's how you can find us. (laughs) CB Breaker Breaker 29. This is Big Ducky coming in on the trucking on the I-9. Smokey is on uh, the turnoff to Ogdenville. North Haverbrook. Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, this was presented, if I could talk, <laughs> by the Mind Refinery. Again, you're asking a question, Marga. <laughs> the, this is presented uh, by the Mind Refinery. Refi- no, that was, just, uh, that, was, that was just a goof. By the Mind Refinery. Uh, check us out <laughs> on um, the internet. Uh, you can find us at the Mind Refinery on YouTube. Uh, just search on YouTube. Uh, you'll see all our content. We got lots of different stuff. We got stuff about cosplay. We got stuff about food. We got stuff about, you know, short form, long form music videos. It's all there. It's all free. More podcasts. Check us out. Same with on Instagram, Facebook. Just search for the Mind Refinery. Um, it'll be there. Shoot us a follow. We always appreciate it. And as always, we appreciate you taking the time to spend uh, listening to us jibber jab about video games. So yeah, especially I just, Destiny. Especially Destiny. I just want to thank everybody for joining me, Andrew Lanza, and my co-host Sam Hall. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Take it easy.